Hello Libra friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Libra May 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. Calling the theme of this month for Libras, Eclipse Money Drama. And although this guy here in the picture looks a little worried, it also could be to your benefit. Your money sectors are highlighted in big ways, not just from the eclipse, and we'll get into all of those details. This is for you if Libra is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other Libra placement you're watching for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if your birthday is around October 15th through the rest of the sign, or you have 23 degree placement in Libra through the rest of the sign or degrees, uh, I suggest you additionally listen to my Scorpio report because you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. Okay, so let's just get right into it now. A little housekeeping first. If you are listening on the podcast version and you hear me referring to visuals and you want to see the visuals, go to Annie Botticelli YouTube and look for the Libra May 2023 report and you can get the visuals there. If you're a person who does not like the visuals, you can search for Astro Kisses with Annie Botticelli and listen to the podcast only formats. Okay, so wow, what's all this? Massive amount of Taurus. Add to that a new moon in Taurus and Jupiter about to be there. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Plus Jupiter will be nine. New moon, ten. These two are getting out, but still. Okay? That means ten placements crowded in your eighth house of other people's money. Add to that an eclipse in Scorpio, the sign that rules the eighth house of other people's money. And Taurus energy with all of these placements has to do with your individual income, right? So let's break this down a little bit. First, we'll give a background about the eclipse. The eclipse is happening on May 5th, lunar eclipse at 14 degrees of Scorpio, full moon lunar eclipse, okay? This is part of a cycle that started at the end of 2021 and goes to the end of 2023. Shifting money around, shifting resources around, the process of empowerment, the joining together of resources, the splitting up of resources, the development of self-sufficiency and the development of synergy is the storyline here for these years. Now, of course, Libras are no stranger to the me-we spectrum. We pretty much have to talk about this every reading because, you know, it's been very active for you, but also this is just a part of your experience. You're balancing the things you need with the things that other people need. But there's this extra dimension now for these years of your stuff and other people's stuff, all right? So the lunar eclipse, so basically all of this has to do with money, all right? There are other places money can come in in the chart, but these are the two money placements and you've got all of, you know, we everyone in the Zodiac has all of those Taurus placements, but you can see why money drama can come in. Now this can be good drama. This can be somebody wins a million dollars in the lottery. This can be someone gets the loan that they needed. This can be an inheritance. This can, I mean, not, you know, of course there's always not good news that goes along with the inheritance, but, um, but this can be very positive. So what's going to happen is drama in your money fields, whether it's your shared money or individual money. And that is going to be very likely for most people with labor placements. Eclipses bring non-negotiable endings and radiant new beginnings. When I say non-negotiable, I mean you generally don't have any say in what's going on. It happens. It's a part of a karmic path that is out of your hands. 
The only thing you have the choice to do is have a different perspective on it and what you do with what comes in. All right, but one of the other great things about this cycle is that the nodes in the chart, the North Node and South Node, are the places where the eclipses are happening over these years. Okay, so from 2021 to 2023, the end of each of those years, the transiting North and South nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio. And during that time, and the eclipses that happen will be in Taurus and Scorpio. And you can see this is about to shift out. This North Node is going backwards. So it's about to shift into Libra. And you know that in April, we also have a Libra eclipse that is still in effect this month as well. So if you haven't listened to my Libra report, I will talk about where you might see those energies show up and those will echo out into May as part of this picture. What's happening is you're getting to clear karma and step into your higher expression. And that's the bottom line. So changes that come are part of a divine plan. And the more you align your will with a divine plan and have you know the, the, less, the least amount of resistance, the easier this can be for you. This doesn't just have to do with money, though. This can also have to do with other riches, like psychological and spiritual riches, deep spiritual work, psychology, metaphysical things. If you want to have an even more detailed picture as to what um, this, how this may manifest for you, go to Annie Botticelli, my YouTube homepage, scroll down to the Eclipse playlist, watch the Scorpio Eclipse video, watch, or it'll say Scorpio or 8th House Eclipse, and then you can watch uh, the Taurus eclipse as well, Taurus or second house, because that is the house that it is going to happen in for Libras. Those videos are comprised of ways that I have seen these energies manifest over decades that I did thousands of readings um, and just tracking them over that time. So there's a lot of info there. And there are a bunch of other things going on as well. So let's take a deep dive into those, or at least touch on some, some things here. Something else that we haven't really been talking about, but I want to mention, check out Neptune, where it is. Neptune is finally getting to the end of Pisces. It will transition into Aries in 2025. Okay, so we're still, you know, a couple of years out. But when you're talking about a planet that takes like a 165-year orbit, you know, it stays in a sign around like 14 years. All right, so Neptune, if you're, if you... We know it's going to have a sign change in a year and a half, two years, and it's been there since 2011, then, you know, relatively speaking, it's getting closer to Aries, which for Libra means that it's getting closer to this seventh house cusp, which is in opposition to your first, first house cusp. So from the whole house perspective, this is current for all Libras. And from the Placidus perspective, there's an especial especially strong focus on those of you who are in the early spectrum. So basically the September born, all right? And what's happening is that Neptune is spiritualizing your health. It's spiritualizing your relationships. It's dissolving away things that don't have substance. And it's adding in the light of consciousness into your relationship dynamics and, you know, letting... The other things sort of, you kind of just imagine that your feet are in the sand where the, where like the waves are lapping on them and the sand under them is kind of shifting and going away a bit. That's the type of energy that's happening. There's a, a slow dissolution of the self that you used to be in favor of a more spiritualized version of that self and your relationships will follow suit. 
So this is, you know, sometimes an unconscious theme. You might not be aware of it, but it is happening. And some of you may be aware of it. So I wanted to speak to it because it's going to start getting stronger now. And you may notice that you've been looking at your relationships and really wanting to have something of more value and of more substance. And, um, and Neptune is doing its work there for you. We're going to get to some lighter, shorter-term placements here, but while we're on the topic of the sixth house, um, because that's where Neptune is now, and you know it's getting close to that seventh house, and now Saturn is in Pisces in that sixth house, there is a process going on of you also getting more disciplined with your health and adding structure to your routine and just adding in habits that are going to make you feel better and make better choices. So that's pretty exciting. That's what Saturn's doing there. Sometimes Saturn's presence in the sixth house can create some health issues, but most of the time that's in places where you were either doing something that you knew was not benefiting you, and that's your wake-up call. Sometimes something happens to someone you know, and you're like, whoa, I don't want that to happen to me. I want to clean up my act. Saturn can manifest that way sometimes. And sometimes it's something that you're not exactly aware of, and Saturn's presence there can bubble it up to let you know that there's something going on that needs your attention. But again, these are just nothing to fear. This is just the interface between the conscious and unconscious realms, which is what these transits are, where things that are happening under the surface will start to bubble up so that we can work with them. Okay, so now let's lighten things up a little bit. So I saved the best goodie stuff for last here. So Pluto moving into Aquarius first first sign move since 2008 for Pluto. Pluto takes even longer to move around the Zodiac, around 240 years. And so it can be in, in one place for around 12 or 20, sorry, 20 or so years. So you're about to start a 20-year transit where Pluto, one of the biggest behemoths in the solar system, is making a trine to your placements. Okay, so this is, you know, in the whole house chart, this is just opening things up for every Libra. From the Placidus perspective, the earlier you are in the Libra spectrum, the more you'll see the most profound effects in the earlier part of the 20 years. And the later you are in the Libra spectrum, the more profound effects you'll see, you know, as Pluto goes on, unless you have other placements in Libra that you don't know about that it could be affecting. But in any case, this is amazing. This is your house of true love, romance, children, creativity, your creative voice. This is your bucket list house, you know, things you've always wanted to do. This is you engaging as a leader and as someone showing your gifts to the world and then being appreciated and acknowledged. So you've got a long time of that with Pluto making that transit. And that's very recent and very, very good news. On the topic of air transits, we do have a little bit longer of Venus moving through Gemini, which is another fellow air sign. So that, of course, those air placements make the most favorable aspect in all of astrology, the trine, with your placement. And Venus can bring harmony and love and, um, again, romance and just everything sweet. Everything that my grandma Marge would give to me. I always use my grandma Marge as the the symbol of Venus, where I would see her, she'd grab my face, kiss me on the mouth, tell me how she's an Italian grandma. So if you know Italian grandmas, then this is what goes on. And she would slip me some money, slip me a meatball, you'd tell me how great I am. And that's all like Venusian sort of things. Like it's a feel good type of energy. So you've got that going. 
It could make you um, prolifically write or create in other ways. Your publishing house is beautifully lit up and, and you've got writing energy in multiple places. So if you've been wanting to write a blog or write a book or write speeches or go to Toastmasters and, and start a speaking career or anything like that, Venus is helping you now. And even though this is a shorter term transit than the ones we have been speaking of, it's current and it's exciting. And it is lighting up your house of international. Um, oh, and also actually star goddess uh, Juno and star goddess Sedna are joining the Gemini party. That's imminent right at the beginning of the month. So you're going to have lots of support and both Venus and star goddess Juno refer to relationships. So there's the chance for you to meet someone abroad or meet someone who has an international, you know, connection. And this could be a romantic or business relationship. So there's a lot of exciting things going on. And Sedna speaks about, well, Sedna is really a whole separate discussion. And I suggest you look into the work of Alan Clay to really understand this behemoth because Sedna has the longest orbit of any of the planets that I have listed here or that we even usually talk about in astrology. It's like an orbit of 11,000 years, <laughs> but it is going to imminently be going into Gemini, which is a very, very, very big deal. Maybe I need to do something separate on this topic, but just a little, a little mention here for Libra. Once it goes into Gemini, it's going to be there for a long time. And that whole time it's going to be trining your placement. And Sedna, in my mind, really speaks to the connectedness of all things. Um, and from the research that I've looked at regarding Sedna, Sedna moving into Gemini can have to do with the basically AI, you know, the connection of neural, neural connections, either in our brain, which is, you know, holographically reflected in the internet, which then is, you know, turning into artificial intelligence, having a, a dominant role in our experience. And so humanity is, is on the precipice. And when we've looked at when Sedna has changed signs before changes in, you know, migration patterns as far as, or, or like what humans were doing, where they were living, their lodging, everything that happened with humans was changing, um, at those junctures. And so here we're there again, and it's going to move into this, this, um, this connection with Libra. So it's, it's really a big deal. So with all of this energy in your ninth house in the short term and the long term, it would be a good idea to get a passport if you don't have one, <laughs> because there may be adventures on the horizon for you. Um, and at bare minimum, virtual connections um, with international groups that can have major meaning and wonderful outcomes. Now you've got Mars moving through the 10th house for a little while longer. And that can be bringing some emotion, some um, compassion, some intuition to your work, career sector, things having to do with your um, parents, and just how you navigate with your way out in the world. The 10th house, even for those who don't need to be employed or aren't employed, this is your place out in the world and what that looks like. And so Mars there can mean you've been very focused on that. You know, wherever Mars is, I call it the, the border collie of the Zodiac. It like makes you hot on something, like you're obsessed with whatever is there. And sometimes that's an internal obsession, like it's coming from inside of you. You want to do something about it. Sometimes it's coming from outside where you're forced to focus on it. But in any case, 
this month that's going to shift and it's going to shift into Leo, which is a much more favorable placement for you. And that can highlight your social sectors and yourself as part of a group, friendships and activities and teams, and just be in a nicer flow for a few months um, than it has been for you from March into May. Mars rules how you use your energy. So you might find that you're able to be a little bit more productive and efficient as Mars gets out of that emotional space. If you haven't listened to my April report, definitely listen to that because we are still being affected by that first in the new cycle of Aries Libra eclipses, Aries Black Moon eclipse that's um, the days are on April 20th. So four to six weeks before and after that time is ripe time for these eclipse energies to manifest. So in May, we're still being affected by that, um, that Aries eclipse, which is in your opposing sign, which starts a new cycle of initiation, especially for Aries and Libra placements. So definitely check that out to kind of get another layer of what May is going to include with the energies of that eclipse. Okay, I'm just going to give you some information on two aspects to watch. If you love to know about aspects that may affect you and have that report with all the notable aspects delivered into your inbox one month early, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. Sign up for my free email newsletter. You can find the link in the notes underneath the podcast or the video because I do a great write-up that encapsulates all of the things that I think are most important to know at this time. But I will give you one aspect here. So in the days around May 4th, we do have more sweet aspects compared to salty ones this month, by the way. We love when that happens. Um, And of them, most of them are between earth and air or earth and water signs, which are great for everybody. Um, But this one on the 4th is Venus making a 60 degree angle with Jupiter in air and fire. Okay, so Venus, we talked about all this stuff in your ninth house, right? And then Jupiter is here. Let me clean up some of this mess. You can see this easier. Okay, so Venus in the last couple of degrees of Gemini is going to join with Jupiter in the last couple of degrees of Aries. And this can favor all Libra placements, but those of you at the very end of the sign, so like the last few days, you know, October 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, around there, you'll get an even bigger kiss from this beautiful aspect. But don't worry, nobody's being left out from this. And this can highlight relationship space. This can highlight your travel. This can highlight, so if you have a blind date with an internationally based person, (laughs) that would be a fun combination. Or like something financial or business related or immigration or something like that that you're trying to work on or publishing, or pretty much anything, um, there's extra special yumminess there. That's in the days before and after that transit, full of opportunity. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is the fact that Mercury is in retrograde until around the 14th or 15th of May. It went in retrograde April 21st. It's a slow descent into the retrograde energy starting April 7th, so we've been in this a while. And the post-shadow transit will last until May 30th. What that means is that the whole month is pretty much covered in retrograde energies, and the closer you get to the end of the month, the more you have clarity. So look out for schedule changes, things to be called into question. I've got a little review here of just the things to remember about retrograde and direct energies. And if you want a review of the whole year of 2023 regarding the retrograde and direct energies, then definitely go to AnnieBAstrology.com. 
That's this one right here. At AnnieTheLetterBeAstrology.com, you can sign up for my exclusive content portal. And besides seeing my Saturn in Pisces full report and many other things, you can get my planning calendar. Okay, because I talk about tidbits here, but you can get the full thing there. So basically, until later in May, we're just trying to deal with what comes up, being the spider, not trying to go and make too many webs all over, just eating the food that comes to you and dealing with what is right in your face rather than trying to conjure things to do. Keeping yourself scheduled light to save yourself from spending all month rescheduling things and also to leave room for last minute magic, which is one of the things that I like to, um, how to, how I describe what happens in a retrograde that's super positive where things come out of the blue, opportunities for you to get to do things. And if you have yourself less scheduled, you'll be able to do them. Clearing out clutter, research, wrapping up loose ends, confusion. You know, a lot of times as we get into April, May, things that seem set will get cast into confusion and you might not be able to see more than one step ahead of you. When if you're trying to go down a path and trying to see all the, the steps, you might not be able to see a lot of them. You know, it's a foggy. You can just do one step at a time. So if you know that going into it, it can help you to have an easier time and stay very much in the moment and honor the flow and don't force things. It's not a time to try to make things happen. It's a time to respond to what comes to you and know that however you respond is likely to shift in the short term uh, future because you don't have all the information yet. So as the month goes on, as we get towards the end of May and into June, we're into the launches and the big decisions and the agreements and, you know, big investments and moves. Now, if you have a move that you can't help and it's in May, then know that it's out of your control. It's fine. Just know that wherever you're going might be shorter term than you think or may shift. Okay, then in June, end of May, June, we've got clarity, future planning, pushing and initiating. I will give you a little sneak peek into um, the June shadow period of Venus that will start for the impending July Venus retrograde. And you can search for Annie Botticelli Venus retrograde. I have lots of resources to help start to understand that because it rules love and relationships and money and self-esteem. So it's a big one. I'll talk about that more in June. But for now... You've got this window that opens up around the end of May and goes into June or a couple of weeks before we start really going back into that retrograde um, inward and backward flow. So if you've got to do some important things that need clarity, that might be a good time. Okay, so go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, get my newsletter, go to LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E Life.com to see some free classes on wellness and abundance, and plus to see my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. If you think I put a lot into my free offerings, you should see what I do with my paid ones. If you want to do astrology to help your friends and family or do it for any work-related things to add to what you're doing or to do just astrology, I can help you do that. So go to LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E Life.com, and the links are underneath the video in the podcast. I also have three books that you can check out at all major and indie bookstores, uh, through online resources, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe, Radical Prayer, Change Your Life in the World in 28 Days, and my spiritual novel, Tough Pill to Swallow. I haven't been on camera very much lately, but here's a picture of me smiling, saying, have a wonderful month and see you next month. Bye.